0: My name is Brock, and this is the Dungeon Master's Toolkit Podcast. If you'd like to help us make more content, consider joining the Patreon. You can also bookmark our affiliate links to Amazon and Drive-Thru RPG to support the show with each purchase. Want a free way to help the show? Give it a review on your favorite podcast platform, or like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Finally, If you'd like to be on the show, or think you know a great guest, contact me on the Discord server or on Twitter. And with that, let's jump into the episode. Welcome everybody, today I have Mark from the Game Master Engine. Welcome Mark. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. Mark was on episode 56. And so we talked a little bit about Game Master Engine on episode 56, along with a handful of other topics. But I think we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Game Master Engine today. So, Mark, would you like to give us a little, maybe an overview of what Game Master Engine is?
1: Sure, I can do that. So basically, Game Master Engine is a 3D virtual tabletop. So it's much like a tabletop you would normally know, like Roll20 or, I don't know, Foundry, this kind of thing. But it's held exclusively in 3D and also it's not only a table to play online with, it's also a map maker that can create the maps you play on. And basically it mixes the bo- both of those approaches so you can play and build at the same time, so you can play and build in real time while playing.
0: And I know, I don't know exactly what we talked about before, but I do know that you have been releasing a lot of updates since we last talked. Do you want to maybe chat about some of the recent
1: features that you guys have added? Sure. Yeah, sure. So in the last, in the last month, we have been working on a lot of new features to basically complete the set of playing stuff. We're not quite there yet necessarily, but we've been running both an alpha version, or I would rather say a developer version version with some people inside, like our insider community. And then also several beta versions to test out new stuff before they come into the stable version, because obviously we want to assure quite good quality because before we give anything like to the paid thing, you know. And so in this beta version, which is openly accessible to basically everybody, we have introduced a new dice. So we can, you can now roll dice both in like, like 3d dice, which are on your screen, if you want to say it that way, and then also 3d dice, which are in the world, so they roll around the hills and you can knock them over with a tree or whatever, and they will bump into trees and this kind of stuff, that's I think that's a cool gimmick for a lot of people, makes the the whole thing quite dynamic and gives you more of the table feeling, you know? Also, you don't have to switch out of the program or use chat dice necessarily. Can just roll these cool looking dice. And then also we've introduced a brand new character sheet, which is in beta right now. And especially with the whole OGL discussion and so on, you know, we were like kind of... Before that, we had the idea of, hey, let's make DND 5 sheets but then we instead opted for generic sheets. But by now, these sheets are made in a way that you can create your own sheets with it. So you can dynamically, out of building blocks, basically build the sheet that you need for the game that you play. You save that, you can give that to other people so they also have the same template if you want to. And yeah, so you can create your own complete sheet, however looking that you want. And then lastly, we've introduced the GM layer in the beta, which is basically you hover over an object, hit a key, and it's hidden for the players. Work also works with minis, also works with, yeah, with everything, basically. So that was the beta stuff. And of the alpha stuff, I can tell you if you're interested, but be aware it's a plethora of things. So like very, very many experimental features from interactive moving of stuff to activating physics test-wise. So you can actually knock over a tree if you want to to what else do we have to obviously importing minis one one of the things that is most asked of by people so that's definitely coming very soon hopefully very soon um, but i will not promise anything to what else so many things so many things the character sheets is that available for
0: anybody to create character sheets or is that specific to the game master version
1: No, everybody can make them.
0: Okay. And then there's one thing I just wanted to say about Game Master Engine is the pricing model is really nice because only the Game Master has to purchase the like full version of the game and everybody else can play for free.
1: Yeah. So that is a good thing if you have many players. Either that or if you have like just, I don't know, you wait for the sale and get it relatively cheap. you You know, Steam has sales now and then. And yeah, we thought that this way is just psychologically better because I've seen it multiple times with other pricing models that you don't want to get your players to buy it. But even if you offer to buy it for them, it's still awkward to them, you know, this way you buy it and then they're out of the misery at all, even after like the obligation or whatever, you know. And then also you can try it beforehand because you can also build with the, with the free version. You can also build maps. And actually we've raised the limit. So before you could only build one map with the free version. Now you can build up to three at the same time. So that gives you enough space to, and you can save out the maps anyways. So that gives you enough space to try and see if you like it.
0: And I believe the other main differences between the Game Master version and just the free version was the ability to host, correct?
1: Yeah, that is the only big, big difference. I mean, you also have more props with the Game Master version, but you can build basically anything even with the free version. And yeah, the the, the main difference is the ability to host. That's why one of the players has to buy it if you want to play online. But just basically, being able
0: basically. to log in and, and play around with it, I've already messed around with it a little bit on my own. And it's nice to be able to do that before jumping into a commitment and knowing Absolutely. if, you know, you're going to like the system or if your players aren't going to like the system or something.
1: Yeah. Um, this way you can show it to them a little bit, maybe in a stream or something or show, you know, like with m- many professional tools, you know, you... Even stuff like Photoshop and Ableton Live, Magic's Music Maker, whatever, they all have a model where you can try such and such time for free because you have to learn it, you know? And if you find that you're not good at it or if you find you don't like it, it would be a waste to have bought it, you know?
0: Right. And then that's where you get bad reviews and stuff too, right? Because somebody pays money for it and it doesn't work for them and... All sorts of problems. I'm looking at the Steam page, actually. I saw that you had some, there was like some animals or something that were animated, little animated like tokens.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we don't have animated minis right now, and we're not sure if to even integrate them at all in the short run, at least, because that makes the production process like so much longer and more expensive and so on, you know? But, as for stuff like animals and stuff, it's definitely not a problem. The problem with characters is obviously that you have a lot of them. you know there's only so many animals in principle, but characters are as diverse as the players so yeah
0: and you said you were working at potentially having the ability to import characters yes, yes.
1: yes definitely, so you will then be able to import any character with a with a suitable format, so there would be f b x obj stl even the thing with stls is they don't preserve color unfortunately uh stuff like Heroforge only exports into formats that for us don't preserve color sure that's a bit of a hmm. but on the other hand there's so many models you can get from anywhere that already come pre-colored and stuff so that we will be able to import without any problems Yeah, I assume Um,
0: you could almost go and find just about any, like, stock, like, video game, like, pack or something somewhere for characters then.
1: Probably, yes. I mean, there's enough resources by any means. And if you're willing to color your mini yourself, I don't know, in Blender or something, which is not actually hard, then you have, like, endless possibilities anyways. There are people out there who make amazing minis and give them away for free. So, yeah might use one of those yeah and, and then one other thing which i forgot to mention for which is right now in alpha hopefully coming to beta relatively soon hopefully again not promising anything is anything around vision control because we have seen that as that is also one of the most requested features and it was hard to decide what kind of vision control we want to give the players because right now the players can fly around freely That is cool, but not for all situations. Not so good if you want to play exploration, you know? So there will be a multitude of different options, which you as the DM can then pick from and associate to a player or a character. For example, you might say, Hey, Brock is linked to this mini in first person, and then he can only move with WASD keys, or he is locked to his mini in third person, so he can play like Diablo, you know? Mm -hmm. Or he is locked to his mini but not in a way that he is completely locked to the mini, but rather in the way that his camera cannot go over a certain distance from the mini. And then also stuff like dark vision, making it dark on the map as a whole for a dungeon, let's say, making hiding boxes and all these kinds of different tools where you can mix and match, like how much do you want to control the player's vision or not? I think that's important as well.
0: Yeah, and I like the fact that you're giving them multiple different ways to deal with it because not everybody's going to want to play in first person, for example. But some people for sure are. Or just the ability to switch between like, oh, I'm just curious what this looks like from my character's perspective, right? But then, yeah, as a GM, not having them fly over to the end of the map and be like, oh, there's the bad guy.
1: Yeah, that's actually, that's your, that's I mean, you can already do that by just building small maps, you know, and every room is a map, let's say, or many people do it in a way that they like say, I'm just going to cover up something with other objects. You know, you put a big block on something and sure. players don't see what's inside. And in the end, I think D&D and any kind of tabletop game is always built on trust. I mean, in a, in a real life tabletop game, you could take the beholder from the table and eat it. You know, (laughs) if you wanted to, but you'll play that. But yeah, I think giving the DM the options is is a good way to go. And everybody can run the kind of game that they want to run, you know, which was the same idea for the character sheets. Let them run what game they want to run.
0: Right. So they, they can build the character sheet that they need. Is there any sort of like linking to dice or anything from the character sheets? That
1: will definitely come. Okay. It's already in the making and not sure exactly when that will be, but it will surely be the way that you can click on something and then it rolls for you. The idea there, again, without promises, but the idea there was to make it so that you can specify a kind of base die in a character sheet, which would then be what the modifiers are added to. So if you play, let's say, Pathfinder or D&D, you might put 1D20 as your base die. But if you're playing Shadowrun, you might put, I don't know, 4D6. I'm not a Shadowrun player. Or if you play any other system that maybe works on D4s or on D100s or whatever, you can put that as the base die. And then the character sheet would roll that base die plus the modifiers that you've given in the sheet.
0: Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there are a lot of different systems Mm -hmm. out there and yeah, and good ones and some bit. of them are hard to play. Right.
1: With current VTTs, at
0: least. Yep. I, I do appreciate when VTTs have kind of direct link support with the character sheets because it just makes, you kind of lose a little bit when you're online already. So being able yeah. to kind of have that as a, a shortcut to add, at least if I have my character sheet pulled up, I can then just click on the thing and then roll it and let it do some of the math for me. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, as you say, you lose a little bit from the real-life experience. But at the same time, you also gain something. And one of the major advantages of online play is speed. It's just faster to play. You can look up stuff faster. You know, you don't have to search the book for half an hour for a spell. And also, you roll faster. You don't have to do the math and so on, you know?
0: Yep. A hundred percent. I do also like that you're including dice that roll on the... Like in the <laughs> world, because that's just such a satisfying feature, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just so you basically
1: good. Have, you have 3D dice that roll on your screen. Others don't see it. They only see the result. You get that cool sc- rolling feeling, you know, the jump around and stuff. But they are on your screen. Much like if you roll in Beyond 20 or so, in in D&D Beyond so, you know. Or Fantasy Grounds, I think also has that. And then the 3D dice actually roll through the world. Again, that's an option that you can put on or off because we imagined it would be a little bit weird to be in first person, and have that dice roll around, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think more options in, with some of these features is is good and being able to turn on and off what you need for your game is going to make the system a lot more friendly to, I guess, more, more people. Are the are the dice, do they have, is it just like one specific set of dice or can you customize your dice?
1: So it will not be as just one kind of dice. It will definitely be a multitude of dice. But what we do beyond that, if maybe we give the players the option to change the dice or to modify them on the fly or maybe to, I don't know, exchange dice with each other or I don't Or maybe we put out some content packs like a cool campaign that you can buy as a DLC which also comes with the specialized dice for that campaign and we made the campaign, you know. That's all not decided yet. But at least you will have some options as well as for the character sheets. They also have some different styles which you can pick from if you don't like the, the look of like white and red, maybe you want blue and green, maybe you want dark with a red dragon. There's multiple options already. Might be weird to play sci-fi with a parchment character sheet, you know, <laughs> or the other way around.
0: Yeah, nice digital layout for the sci-fi
1: mm-hmm. character sheet. I think I
0: think this was working last time. You can share maps with other people that you've created, yes. right? Yes.
1: And there's already a good collection of maps on our Discord server, where you can find. I think it's it's ever growing. Right now, I'm, I, I uploaded 20 or so maps last month and people start continuously uploading more maps as well. Also next month, within March, we are going to have a big, big get together. And it's kind of, so that's a bit of a preview here, but kind of like a map making contest where you, first of all, we produce a lot of maps for everybody. And also the winner can win cool prizes, like actual money and also GM keys and stuff like that. So thereby we hope the collection is ever growing and people can just, you know, if you just want to, if if you just want a random forest encounter, Hey, you get a random forest encounter, you know? We have
0: covered a lot of bases. Is there any specific things about Game Master Engine that you want
1: to chat about more? Well, I mean, I would definitely invite people to have a look at it, especially on our Discord server, and then maybe participate in the beta if they want to, because they, everybody can do so. You don't have to have the full version at all. Everybody can try to use the beta, can use the beta, and that basically allows us to get more feedback and more helpful feedback from more people, so you guys and girls and everybody can Basically tell us what to do, you know, because we don't know what people want. I mean, we ask them all the time, but people have a very, there is, there is a difference between what people say they want when they never used it towards what they realize they actually want and need after they used it, you know?
0: Uh, Practical hands-on use is the best kind of experience for knowing
1: if something works or not. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cause... you might think that your Ferrari should have the highest speed possible. That's what you absolutely would think, you know? But once you sit in the Ferrari and you realize you're already going 150 miles per hour, you might realize I'm not going to need 300 miles per hour because this is a car and not a jet engine, you know?
0: Yeah, good analogy. And you would maybe rather have more control or something than, than more speed, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Cool.
0: We can maybe wrap this portion of the interview Mm -hmm. up. Do you want to share your socials and where people can find Game Master Engine stuff?
1: Sure, I can do that. So definitely one of the best ways to find us is from our Discord. That's the main hub of our social activity. Maybe we can, Discord links are hard to give, so maybe we can put that in the video description or something.
0: Yep, we'll share um, that.
1: Apart from that, you can find us on on Reddit, r slash Game Master Engine. We also have just regular posts or relatively regular posts in r slash D&D this kind of things. Then also our head developer, Dan, has a Patreon, Dan the DM. That might be interesting to some people. And then obviously our Steam page. Yeah, Steam Game Master Engine. Easy to find. Just type in Game Master Engine and you will find Game Master Engine. And and we also have a website, GameMasterEngine.com. Who, who would have thought? Very complicated. And if you come to our Discord, that is one of the things. If you come to our Discord, you can actually talk to us, like not to some like moderator, community manager, you can talk directly to the, to the developers and tell us what you want, what you like, what you don't. Yeah. We try to be as open as possible.
0: That's always awesome for a community to have direct access to the people that are working on everything, so. Well, Mark, thank you so much for talking about Game Master Engine with me.
1: No problem. I enjoyed it.